0: I got you into a Remington party! What's my thanks? It's on the hallway carpet! I got paid in puke! Lick it up, baby! I got paid in puke! Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies about something other than a man. Paid and Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned.
1: Welcome to Paid and Puke. It's our Series 6 opener, and we are so happy to be back in this wonderfully new vast state we're where we're yay. all...
2: We're vaccinated. we actually
1: partied. and we're gonna try introducing ourselves and see if it's weird or not for some reason we've got the intro and then we just leave it up to other people to guess who is who (laughs) so anyway my name is jessica baxter (laughs) i can't do this my name is
3: christina
2: (laughs) and i'm amy green but also known as annie malone i will answer to either but it's a little bit exciting when someone calls me annie malone So keep that in mind, people.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know how much we're allowed to share. Well, You're in the middle of a divorce. Right. When you're done with that divorce, you're going to have changed your name all the way. Someday.
2: Someday we will be done with this divorce. I don't know what season the episode dick was, because I know that's the first time I mentioned that I was getting Mm -hmm. divorced. But I think that was maybe season two. (laughs) Still not final, everybody. Pre-pandemic. Filed for divorce. It is still not final. That's just paperwork. Don't worry. I have definitely been allowed to date in between.
1: (laughs) New name, got a list of gentlemen callers. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna drop in the Mario Cantone soundbite here, where he's saying your new name. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, I love
0: that. That's wonderful. Hello, Annie Malone. Annie Malone. I don't know. That sounds like something out of an old movie,
4: like Peyton Place. It's me, Annie Malone, and I caught my husband with somebody. So now
1: you know who we all are, and I'm sure you'll remember our voices.
2: Right. Although our voices are kind of shot today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica and I were at a karaoke party last night, and my voice is definitely not usually like this. feel <laughs> a little hoarse, yeah. It's,
1: hopefully we sound sexy. <laughs> perfect, <'cause> we're <laughs> we talking about possibly. a Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Right. The sexiest woman of all time, yeah. maybe?
2: Although not a hoarse voice at all from No, that's
0: true. Right. I don't think
1: I could ever do a Marilyn Monroe <clears throat> impression, but especially not today. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Not like Jane Russell, who really nails it. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into it. So we're talking about the 1953 musical comedy *Gentlemen Prefer Blondes*, directed by Howard Hawks, and starring Jane Russell and Marilyn Motherfucking Monroe. Oh, goddess. We're just two little girls from Little Rock. We live on.
5: Wrong side of the tracks. But little rocks or square rocks, these gals must have their rocks. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. (laughs) Yes, it was a great book. Greater as a Broadway stage hit, and even more gorgeous, glittering, and hilarious on the screen. With Marilyn Monroe as Lorelei Lee, the world's most fabulous gold-digging blonde.
4: I just love finding new places to wear diamonds.
5: I'm Jane Russell as Dorothy Shaw, the world's most talked-about brunette.
4: Mr. Esmond and I are going to be married. <laughs> to each other?
5: Of course, to each other. Who else to?
4: Well, I don't know about you, Gus. I always sort of figured Lorelei would end up with the Secretary of the Treasury.
5: My little angel. You don't even know there's a certain kind of girl who would take advantage of a situation of this sort. May I, uh, may I kiss your hand?
4: I always say a kiss on the hand feels very good. But a diamond tiara lasts forever.
6: Bye-bye, baby.
4: Remember you're my baby when they give you
6: the eye. Whenever goes wrong, nothing goes right. I like a beautiful hunk of man, but I'm...
4: Girls grow old And we all lose our charms in the end But square cut or pear shape These rocks
3: don't lose their shape Diamonds are a girl's best friend
1: Synopsis from the New Yorker. I think they were like playing like, at some theater at some point. Just when I was googling about the movie, uh, so I will read the synopsis because I think it's good. Howard Hawks adds sly sexual insinuation to the blatantly <laughs> sexual antics of Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell in this scintillating 1953 adaptation of the stage musical based on Anita Loos' novel. Laurel Lee Monroe <laughs> and Dorothy Shaw Russell. Our showgirls sailing to Paris, where Lorelai, an unabashed gold digger, plans to wed the dorky heir, Gus Edmunds. <laughs> but Desmond's disapproving family plants the virile, private, virile <laughs> private detective Ernie Malone, no relation, played by Elliot Reed. On board to dig up dirt on Lorelei, and the sex crazed Dorothy falls for him <laughs> inexplicably. Yeah, inexplicably. A- e- d- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Lorelei flirts with a wealthy old goat. <laughs> 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 by I thought Hildur.
2: she was the goat and he was that... the python. Yes. Yeah.
4: Well, what's incriminating about that? Well, he was being a python
1: and I was a goat. Oh, Lorelei. <laughs> well, she is the GOAT. Is she, the new is. Yes. Of she is, yes. She is. And legal complications ensue. <laughs> it is a little bit of a complicated plot, so I'm glad we had that because, I mean, it's just, I guess like a lot of comedies of that era just had a lot of elements at play. hmm yeah. But it's really well done. Oh my gosh. Like, it's not confusing when you're watching it. I think the way that the script unfolds is so well done. Yeah. Maybe that's because it's... I don't know. Well, because it was a book and then a play <laughs> and then a movie. I really like comedies when they're based on plays. I think that those mm. work really well. This was an Anne Malone favorite.
2: Yeah. This is such a, a very specific age, I guess, because I remember when I was a teenager... Well, first of all, when I was a teenager, like I had a couple friends where we went through that phase where we were so obsessed with Marilyn Monroe, which I feel like everybody should go through that and always have a place for her because, I mean, she just was such an amazing figure. But anyway, so there was a time like this movie was on TV and I recorded it from TV on a VHS tape and watched it a bunch of times. My couple friends that were way into her, like we watched this movie all the time and referenced it all the time. So that's a really specific era of time where that's how you watched things. So I've always had a fondness for it. I hadn't watched it Since, I don't think, until this came up recently, we did a karaoke party and I sang a couple songs from it. And then I was like, oh, other people haven't watched this movie a bunch of times? I felt good about it. You know, sometimes there's something you love when you were young and then you introduce it to people and it's like, oh, wow, forgot. And I felt like this is going to hold up. I'm going to back up this movie and, oh, my God, it's so good. (laughs)
1: Especially from 1953. Mm -hmm. A comedy from 1953 right? being so subversive yeah i mean that's amazing and also cultural reference points
2: and just being like genuinely actually funny
3: yes you know it's so funny (laughs) their relationship with each other and then like they're just so hilarious Mm -hmm. and sometimes with older movies i feel like it's very deliberate like this is a joke Mm-hmm. You're supposed to laugh here, or you know, yeah. Like a lot of, I mean, the, they're they're almost, this like, was, just, like, for it yeah. was just like flowed. was like they just had this natural rapport with each other. It was just so fun to watch. And Marilyn Monroe was oh, like God. so hypnotic. I could just like watch I, her. All yes,
2: time. you cannot and take you your eyes off I her. I I'd this.
3: only seen some like it hot, which mm-hmm. I really liked that movie. And then I. I'd seen her in All About Eve, but she's oh, right. really not barely any, in that movie. Much, yeah. So, like, this was really cool to see one that she was, like, the star of. I read about their friendship, mm-hmm. like, Jane Russell. She attributed the fact that they're both Geminis. So they, kind of, they got along <laughs> so well. Marilyn Monroe was dating Joe DiMaggio at the time, and they were both with athletes. Um, oh, really? Jane Russell, she was married for a long time, too. He was like a quarterback for the LA Rams and then he became the head coach for the Bruins. I guess they just had lots of things in common.
1: And... That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> I did read something about Marilyn Monroe saying that she felt a real mentorship friendship from Jane Russell. Which is it's funny to think that like Marilyn Monroe would need a mentor but <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean I guess just because just having an older woman on set who's been in show business maybe and not so much a mentor of craft but a mentor of the business, maybe, is what she meant. She didn't really elaborate in the quote that I
3: read, but... I also read, too, that the studio, or I don't know if it was, like, the paparazzi, like, they tried to kind of, like, manufacture this feud between them to make it more interesting or oh, right. whatever, but it just didn't... Right. They got along so well, it wasn't... They
1: were just so <laughs> good together, <laughs> They're you know? so
2: good, yeah.
1: They have friendship chemistry, I guess, So mm-hmm. like, you really yeah. can see it, and it's wonderful. Like you were saying, All About Eve is the kind of relationship women had in movies generally. Mm. Like the characters on screen there is what you saw a lot. You didn't see best friend buddy comedies with women.
2: Right. Yeah. In this
1: era. And I absolutely love how loyal Dorothy is too. Lorelai's loyalty isn't really tested, but Dorothy's is tested constantly. Because mm-hmm. everyone's just like, don't you want to betray your friend? And she's like, no. Right. <laughs> I do not.
5: Checking up on people is messy work sometimes, but only when those people are doing things that...
4: Doing things like pretending to make love to a girl while you spy on her friend? That
5: part of it is not true. I waited here to tell you so. I
4: wouldn't believe anything you said if you had a tattooed on your forehead.
5: Now, wait a minute. Listen Go to me. Don't
4: wait, Sherlock. You're a wrong guy. I'm not
5: wrong about you, and you're going to listen to me.
4: You're only making things worse.
5: All right, don't listen. But whether you listen or not, I'm going to tell you... Come on
4: in, honey. You can hear better in here. Oh. Am I intruding, or is he leaving, one
1: hopes? So that's just very refreshing to see. There was a really good quote from the A.V. Club that I read about the subversiveness. There's a sort of loosely accepted myth that cultural progress is linear, that of course a movie made in 1953 would be more sexist than a movie made today. Mm-hmm. Yet, once you walk into the satirical tone beneath its surface-level pleasures, gentlemen Prefer blondes refutes that idea in nearly every scene. It's both an old-fashioned romp and a shockingly progressive ode to female independence, sexual agency, and camaraderie. Diamonds may be a girl's best friend, but as this romantic comedy sees it, so is the woman who will happily throw on her finest evening wear and upend the patriarchy with me <laughs> yeah. nice I
2: literally stuck <laughs> children so, yeah. <sighs> right. so fucking good yeah it's so wild to watch this movie from 1953 and I mean for me what really sums it up is at the end when she's talking to Gus's father and basically the whole time it's like oh Lorelai's a gold digger and therefore she's bad you know and she does the the father to a daughter thing you know she's like right. if you had a daughter you would want this for her like you would want her to be happy and you would want her to have financial security why is it wrong for me to want that for myself
5: you admit that all you're after is money
2: no i don't aren't you funny don't you know that a
4: man being rich is like a girl being pretty you might not marry a girl just because she's pretty but my goodness doesn't it help and if you had a daughter wouldn't you rather she didn't marry a poor man but i was you'd want her to have the most wonderful things in the world and to be very happy
5: why is it wrong for me to want those things well i can see that say they told me you were stupid
2: that's just so special to see that attitude anywhere even today like a man would want it for his daughter why can't the daughter want it for herself absolutely (laughs) that whole speech is so god she's so good (laughs) i love her
1: and how could anybody hear that speech delivered as if it were written for her? I mean, it was in the original source material, but it was almost like it was written for Meryl Monroe to say. And how could anybody hear her say that and then think, oh, no, she actually was an idiot.
2: Right. <laughs> like,
1: no, she definitely gets what she's saying. And it's her, basically. Mm-hmm. Other than the, like, marrying for money thing, because she didn't need to, because she made plenty of her own. Right. <laughs> but, like, the, yeah, the beauty, she must be an idiot because she's so beautiful, and most men don't like Right, I can be smart
2: <laughs> when it's important, but most men don't like it.
1: You don't sound stupid to me. I can be
4: smart when it's important, but most men don't like it. Except Gus.
3: He's always been interested in my brain. She's got agency and she knows, well, I mean like the girls from Little Rock, the lyrics. For a kid
4: from a small street, I did very well on Wall Street, though I never owned a share of stock.
3: of like, don't you know, this is why I'm like this. Yeah, it's
2: men like you who have made me the way I am. (laughs) And if you love me at all, you'd feel sorry for the terrible troubles I've been through. Yes, yeah.
4: It's men like you who have made me the way I am. And if you loved me at all, you'd feel sorry for the terrible troubles I've been through, instead of holding them against me. No, No, don't say
3: another word. I wasn't gonna say anything. Why wouldn't you want the diamonds? You should be able to go for the things you want and the things that you like. You and if, when she says it to I guess, his
2: dad, a man being rich is like a girl being pretty. You don't marry a girl just because she's pretty, but doesn't it help?
1: I mean, how can you disagree with any of that? And she does really love him.
2: Yes.
1: I, I she love She knows why, but she says she doesn't. She tells Dorothy that, which means it's true, because she would mm-hmm. know lie to Dorothy.
2: Right. Yeah. I get it. I feel like Gus is very endearing. <laughs> <You know?
1: Like, laughs> He's very helpless around her. Right. And
3: just...
2: <laughs> when she's bouncing on the bed. Oh I my lo- God. That's like my favorite. That is so, is so funny. funny. Dear,
5: I want to tell you. So- I want to remind you of something very. Stop that. Please. It's most distracting.
1: That's such <laughs> amazing physical comedy. Right. She's an underrated physical comedian. Right. Yeah, It's that's... not just the mouth and the voice. It's like, it's everything.
3: Just shut up. Hot Probs
2: is on. Oh shit, yeah. My hottest of probs are about Malone. And I'm so annoyed that that's his name. Um, So first of all, Malone is the worst. So a hot prob is like, why does Dorothy love him or like him or have anything for him at all? Because he is the worst. It's inexplicable. Right. But my biggest problem with that is that he's supposed to be this private detective, like, observing Lorelai, and especially that he records the conversation that Lorelai has with Piggy, but then still says she's a mercenary gold digger who stole the tiara. But Miss
5: Lee, before I go, I'm gonna tell you this, because once in a while, even a mercenary nitwit like you has a decent impulse. Don't let your friend here get mixed up in any of your schemes. Because I'm going to rub your nose in them. And I don't want this character to get hurt
4: on the way. If you've nothing more to say, pray, sket. That's about
2: all. Dorothy sort of has to prove to Malone in the courtroom that Lorelai would never do anything really bad.
4: Well, I have a friend named Dorothy, and she's a really good friend. And Dorothy knows that I would never do anything that was really wrong.
5: Miss Lee, do you have to say this?
4: Oh, yes, sir, I do. There's a certain young man that Dorothy likes. In fact, she's very fond of him. And and Dorothy would never speak to this man again if he ever did anything to hurt me, Lorelei. So I think this young man had just better know that, well, well, Dorothy thinks she's in love with him.
5: Judge, I've changed my mind. What? I haven't anything to say oh this becomes more and more confusing
2: of all people he knows she didn't steal it he has a recording of the conversation where (laughs) piggy gives it to her you know and so that's like my hottest of the malone prob but just that he is the worst and just the mentality of like they have to prove something to him that Lorelei has anything to prove to him
1: and i'm not even sure that like he believes her i think it's I feel like it, it, nothing, he's like completely stone-faced and not, you know, not really taking anything she says seriously until she's like, oh, and my best friend's in love with Malone or whatever, you know? Right. And then he's like, okay, never mind.
2: Right. Like, it, like it's he just that. Like, he grudgingly That's- accepts Lorelai instead of, like, apologizing.
1: I wonder if he even listened to that tape, because he just kind of goes <gasps> in and like pulls
2: like he it does, out. Right. I mean, I love that he's totally inept at his job. They so easily get the photos <laughs> from him.
0: <laughs> I know how easy it is. He'll be here in a minute. I sent him for some cigarettes. You got the drinks ready? Almost ready.
4: Wow, this room's like an oven. I know. I'll we'll turn some of this heat off. Leave it alone, dear. But honey is hot. Why don't... Oh, for him. You know, sometimes your brain amazes me. Thank you. Remember, our drink is just water and bitter, so don't make any remarks. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with that one? This is his. Do you think three sleeping pills are enough? Well, three's quite a lot. That's pretty potent stuff. If a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing
6: well. Oh, here we go.
2: I mean, I feel like it is kinda I mean like they're That's like, pretty we pretty need pretty to get those photos and then they get them. I don't think he puts up much of a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean, like... <laughs> they have to go through that whole,
1: like, hilarious <laughs> drinking scene.
4: Let's drink a toast. Do you know this one? There was an old fellow named Sidney who drank till he ruined a kidney. It shriveled and shrank, but he drank and he drank. He had his fun doing it, didn't he?
5: It's appetizing.
4: I know another one. Bottoms up. <laughs> He looks like he's going to explode.
5: What are you girls made of? What was that?
4: Just equal parts of scotch, vodka, brandy and gin. Here, try this. (laughs) That wasn't water. No, it was straight vodka. (laughs) Do you want some more? I'm burning up. I know it. Let's take off your coat. Oh, yes, you feel a lot better. You'll cool off. Excuse me a minute. (laughs) Any luck? It's not in this coat. Darn it. So one other place it could be where his pants. Well, then we'll have to get those too. Right, well, hey, but like that's how they
2: plan to do it, and they yeah. get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they so have you know, a plan, right. and they pull up their mm-hmm.
1: plan. Yeah, one of my hard problems in that scene is that they basically try to kill him. <laughs>
2: right. <And laughs> so like so much alcohol and three Maryland sleeping
1: pills. Being like, how many sleeping bills is gonna present Yeah, hello. that that
2: is a little bit hard. But
1: then the drink is <laughs> equal parts. <laughs> Scotch, <laughs> vodka, brandy, and gin. That's disgusting. Which is a disgusting. Because, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just alcohol poisoning.
2: And who drinks like that? Like, okay, let me just
3: chug this whole glass. <laughs> well, yeah. That was without he's a thought. like, that's not water. And it's, like, he drinks <laughs> it's the whole, whole thing of another one. He's like,
2: that's not water either. Just, <laughs> like, well, take a sip know, of something. That's your <laughs> tongue, like- <laughs> <laughs> This is how I drink things. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a question about the tiara. Lorelai is brought up on charges of like <laughs> grand larceny. Somehow the, the tiara is not there. She's not in her possession, so someone has stolen it from her. Is it Malone or Piggy that like stole it back from her and then Malone gets it back at the airport? Piggy's mm-hmm. like trying to like abscond with the tiara
5: a Beekman. I heard you'd gone to Africa. What? What'd you say? Beekman? No, sir, my name is not Beekman. My name is Amos Finch. All right, if that's how you want it. Oh, I was just having a bit of a joke. Of course I'm Beekman. You're sure? Well, rather, my plane leaves in an hour. Do you know where to find Miss Lee? I think so. Would you mind giving her a message for me, but not until after I've gone? Glad to. Tell her, tell her that I had no choice in the matter. That what I did, I had to do, and all that sort of rot. you know? She'll understand if she knew my wife. And tell her, tell her, I know that money means nothing to her. But I'll make it up to her someday, somehow. I'll tell her. Oh, thanks, awfully, old boy. Well, to you, it'll be a great favor. By George, a great favor.
3: She's on trial. Like, <laughs> did Piggy have done her a solid? Like, oh, look, I found I, it. Why is Piggy making her go through this whole trial thing? He
2: doesn't want to admit to his wife that he gave it away, but then... If he got it back, well, yeah, that is not really explained, like, how he managed to get it back. That he just stole it from her. (laughs) Like, when? Where? When did that happen?
1: Right. And then they're like, he's gone to Africa, and then he finds him at the airport. Like, has he just been hiding at the airport? (laughs) But if he
2: grabbed it back, like, why didn't he then, you're right, like, why didn't he then say, oh, look, Lady Beekman, I found it? Yeah, I got the
3: tiara, and I'm totally cool with Lorelai be right. going to jail. Like you know. Why? Right. Why
2: did he get it back if he wasn't going to tell anyone he got it? Yeah, that's
1: it's. it's- So shady that whole process, right? Being like, I'm gonna disappear. Yeah, all of that
2: is like such a silly plot, and the whole trial courtroom is like, I really don't think that's like, (laughs) like you report something stolen, and then there's immediately a trial, (laughs) you know? And then also at a trial, people will pause, like, can we wait half an hour while I go get something? Mm -hmm. Like that? Okay, well I'll just sit here, nothing else to do. Yeah. Also isn't it like nighttime? It's after she performs Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend in the club. Like is that a midday show? I mean it's Yeah, so... it's nightcore.
1: I understand that's a thing. Because the law cannot wait. Right. I
2: mean, I can say with a lot of authority that the law can wait. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it It can. And it will. It does. The tape recorder is so big. It's really funny to me that nobody sees it. And then also just everybody sneaking around in this movie. Like, everyone's just so oblivious. It's incredible to me how easily people can sneak around. I mean, it happens a lot, especially, like, broad comedy. But it's just so funny to me. <laughs> you wouldn't notice like a person just coming right behind you and sneaking around. <laughs> I do love the whole, they're definitely really in Paris lunch. <laughs> Pierre, we want to buy some clothes.
3: You know, hats? Oui,
5: des des
4: chapeaux. You know, some good places?
5: Ah oui, Alright, that's where we want to
4: go first
3: has been fun, hasn't
1: it? Yes. Yeah. Well, Pierre, you certainly were a big help. Yes, you know what I did. Never spend so much money
2: so fast. <laughs> okay. They're like, let's go to Paris. Here's a bunch of stock footage of Paris. Here's
3: <laughs> a
1: baguette. <There's> a car. <laughs> and the cab driver is named
3: Pierre. Pierre <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Let's go shopping. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was fun. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. In old movies, like, whenever people are traveling and they have, like, all these suitcases it's totally my obvious so that, much they, that all the suitcases are so empty because like I mean that's like a thing that I'm always like oh my god the empty
1: suitcase the modern version of that is the empty the coffee, coffee yeah and once oh. you notice that coffee is always empty you can't stop noticing it you can't stop noticing when people like know, gesture people around I, with their empty coffee. I love noticing that kind of stuff. <laughs> right.
2: Do you have any other hot probs before we
1: Well, there's two. There's one okay. is the just the fact that the stateroom on the, <laughs> like all of the staterooms on this cruise are so big. I've been on a couple of cruises and my in-laws got one of the bigger rooms, and even the bigger room is still smaller than like any hotel room. And these rooms are just like it's like an apartment thing. Yeah. <laughs> But the portals are still the same size. (laughs) You
2: mean the round windows?
1: Yes, the round windows. Oh my God. She's so cute. And then the other, I guess, I mean, this is just like the theme of the movie though, but why is anything that Lorelai does so bad? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I guess that's what the movie's trying to say too, but it's just... It's extra annoying that everyone's like, she's horrible. She's an immoral gold digger. Right. <laughs> she's just in love with a rich man, that's all. Right. Absolutely nothing unseemly going on. Well,
3: I love where she first meets Piggy and she looks <laughs> at his face and his face turns into a <laughs> diamond. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> Miss Lee, meet Piggy. Do you like it? Do you like it? You did say diamonds, I can
5: tell.
4: She's yeah, like, right, You right. did
2: say diamonds, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have I don't know if it's hot problem just my question about I mean, and part of this is because it's the movies in nineteen fifty three, but like the sexuality of this movie is so confusing. Yeah. Especially Lorelei and Gus and just like that she calls him daddy and calls him Mr. Esmond and also calls him Lover and like once in a while <laughs> kisses him and sends him into a daze.
4: Yay. I bet you made me the happiest girl in the world. I don't know what you do, honey, unless you use Novocaine in your lipstick.
2: Daddy, daddy. Huh? <laughs> it's so funny, but also like when she's like, "Can you get fifteen thousand dollars out of Gus?" and she's like, "That'll take an hour and forty-five minutes." Yeah. Either you hack some of
4: that stuff,
2: or get the price of a diamond tear out of him.
4: How much do you think a diamond tear will cost?
2: Fifteen thousand, at least. An hour and 45 minutes and then when they are walking down the aisle and she says remember on your wedding night it's okay to say yes so like all of those adds up to yeah. like wow I really don't understand what <laughs> yeah. what is I actually doing with Gus for that hour and 45 minutes like I know it's a joke but I still want to know like what <laughs> yeah. if we were to take everything she's just, it out, <laughs> right like, she's just giving those magic
1: kisses laughter <end of it. laughs> There's just a lot of sound effects. Little <laughs> well, a little steam, maybe <laughs> some definitely some birds, some cartoon birds. <laughs> 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 he probably faints a
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then Dorothy is like, uh, "Why are all these athletes not interested in me?
3: It's so weird." Doesn't anyone want to play? I like big
4: muscles and red corpuscles. I like a beautiful hunk of man, but I'm no physical culture fan. Ain't there anyone here for
3: love, sweet love? Ain't there anyone here for love?
2: All these basically naked men who are like wrestling each other. <laughs> Don't they notice a woman here?
3: <laughs> Next call. I love the pool number. That, that, is, amazing. that is so good. Like, yeah, like these beautiful men in the <laughs> pool, and she's like dancing around them. And apparently, her falling in the pool was not planned. They
2: really? What? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, she plays so it off so. In. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of long takes. They're not exactly wonders, but it is very impressive <laughs> in a musical with this much choreography and so many props and things happening
0: mm-hmm. that
1: there's so many wonders. There's like, I don't know, maybe like 10 <laughs> shots in each number, you know? And there's just so many long ones. And then definitely like the water thing. I mean, I mean yeah. it's interesting that that's unplanned because when I saw it, I was like, they probably only did one take of that when I thought it was on purpose. <laughs>
6: mm-hmm. Because
1: she's so wet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it takes forever to get your hair to look like that. hmm To have her to dry her off and dry her outfit and redo her makeup and hair to do another take. Right, yeah.
3: Oh, another interesting thing I read was that Howard Hawks, the director, he didn't direct any of the musical numbers because he just... Yeah, interested.
2: I saw that too, and really? whoever did yeah. them like did a bang yeah. up, awesome I
3: think he, job. <laughs> he left it to the choreographer. I think. <gasps> Ooh, wow. they're
2: so good. And then
1: Gwen Verdon. Gwen Verdon did. Verdon. Yeah, it was. Some, dude, some of the numbers. Neighbor, forget.
0: Jack Cole.
1: And you can see her influence, like especially in that Paris number. <laughs> I love. That. I feel like that's all of Gwen Verdon with the arms up <laughs> <laughs> it it. It's oh so snappy yeah.
2: yeah. I love the choreography in the first number like how they just sort of like <laughs> 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 like it's not totally dancing it's just they're just being like so fun you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like just like, <laughs> Right. yes they're so <laughs> insane <laughs> we lived on the wrong side of the tracks but the gentleman
4: friends who
3: side of the tracks. Well, the costumes are just like flawless. Oh, all, God. Every outfit that they wear and the jewelry. My favorite part is when they walk into the dinner on the ship and mm-hmm. like, they're just like walking in and everybody's looking. That's like yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to take all my heels in the room. <laughs>
5: <you>?
4: <laughs> Some of them even went to the head waiter to give him money
5: that happens, what can one do? One takes it. Why not?
4: That head waiter had to give it back. Indeed? Why? Because I had all my meals in my room. I mean, I didn't even come to the table at all. So naturally, the men wanted their money back.
5: Oh, mademoiselle, I beg you.
4: Do you want me to have all my meals in my room?
5: It must not be,
4: mademoiselle. Of course. If Mr. Henry Spofford Third seated at
1: my table oh
4: it shall be
6: mademoiselle
1: <laughs> thank you so oh my god and that little boy is so fucking <laughs> and funny and we spot the third <laughs> oh. okay right this way sir mr henry spofford hello.
2: hello hello hello
5: hello
4: hello well mr spofford
3: are you traveling
4: by yourself
3: no i've got a ballot
4: a tutor and a trainer well, pardon my saying so and all, but having heard so much about you, I expected you to be much older. I'm old enough to appreciate a good-looking girl when I see one. This promises to be quite a trip. Personally, I don't intend to miss a meal. How am I doing? Oh
3: my god, I love him. It. I love so that funny. little crooky voice. He's so funny. Reminded me of Macaulay Culkin a little bit. Yeah. Like, Macaulay, like his voice and yeah, just
1: like the way he just didn't smile ever. Yeah, he's so
2: dead. Yeah. so funny. It
1: really, really is. I know. I want to know how many takes that kid had to do. He seems really precocious, but also like so little. Like I love his right. solution for the portal stuck seat.
4: If you are a burglar and I help you escape, please help me before somebody comes along. I'm thinking. All right, I'll help you. I'll help you for two reasons. The first reason is I'm too young to be sent to jail. The second reason is You've got a lot of animal
2: magnetism.
1: <laughs> but he is the reasons in this adult manner. And then he's like, I'm going to be your arms and legs. <laughs> I
2: know. Where does Piggy think she's standing? Pressed
1: her against the wall. On top of the chair, You're I guess. Being, you know, like, <laughs> That scene is so fucking funny. i like literally crying. Even at like,
2: first when she is going to go through the portal and she like measures she it. Says, yeah, no. <laughs> and then she nods. She's like, yeah. yep, this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, she's so good
1: that's such a little kid way of measuring oh I have a fun fact about the Diamonds Are Girls Best Friend scene, they were gonna just do one take of that, one run of it and Marilyn really wanted to run it over and over again, I think they did 12 in total <laughs> and at the end she was like, you're right, the first one was the best oh no, so <laughs> good she rehearsed so that a lot good. apparently yeah. I mean, it shows, yeah. it's so precise Yeah. It's very impressive.
2: That number is just amazing. I also just love, like, the bondage lady chandelier. Like, it's so wild. I I guess we haven't
1: explicitly said how very gay this movie is. Oh, my God. (laughs) This movie is so
2: gay. Yeah. It's
1: wonderful. I mean, Yeah. yeah. Dorothy's basically, like... Drag queen jokes the whole video. <laughs> you know, I
4: think you're the only girl in the world that can stand on a stage with a spotlight in her eye and still see a diamond inside a man's pocket.
5: I'm counting on you to keep those athletes to yourself.
4: What a coincidence! That's my plan, too. I expect you'd be much older. Me?
1: Older than what?
4: The pyramids.
1: I might as well warn you, Flattery will get you anywhere. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. And then, of course, the. <laughs> anybody here for love number? <laughs> With those shorts. Right. I get that they're trying to make them look naked, but I really wish that those shorts had been any other color. Personally, that's what I would want to see. <laughs> that, that, that gentleman is like red, some trunks, or some bold. bold <laughs> color, but that's a fun
3: one. Yeah. I love. Yeah, oh my the God. diamonds are a girl's best friend was absolutely my favorite part. Just the set, like the bright red, right. and all the men have like that red sash. Mm-hmm. And like her dress is like this awesome pink they advertised that it was like filmed in technicolor <laughs> yes like that's what that was for right yeah
2: yeah the
1: technicolor is to make shit pop
2: and right yeah and also how she just pops like her hair and her eyes
1: she's the only
3: blonde in it there may come a time when a last needs a
4: lawyer but diamonds are a girl's best friend there may come a time When a hard-boiled employer Thinks you're awful nice
1: But get that ice or
2: else no dice
3: It's so good It's so good can see why Madonna died. Paid
2: homage oh. to it, yeah I
3: love with the
2: fan how she's like Ow! And like she like <laughs> <laughs> Hits
3: the guys
2: No, 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 no No No, 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 no,
6: no No.
2: No, 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 no. 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 No, 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 no. No!
1: Yes, so so and when the guys all like shoot themselves. That feels like a Gwen burden move too. <laughs> a fun thing I learned watching Fossey verdon is that Gwen Verdon was the at least 50-50 contributor to a lot of Fosseisms. Oh. Wow. I have got to see that. Oh. Is good? It's good in some ways, but it's also really bad in some ways. Oh, oh is it
2: Ryan Murphy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bad mm-hmm. tracks then.
0: Okay.
1: It's a little heavy-handed sometimes with the flashbacks or the editing. It's kind of funny the way they're playing, <laughs> and now it's time for <laughs> a flashback. And then there's one episode that ends with a baby crying over the credits, and it's like, do you get it? (laughs) It's about a baby that Bird abandoned. Aww. They're really haunted by their past, is I guess the point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have another fun fact. A lot of the boat sets were recycled sets from the Titanic
3: movie oh, in wow. 1953 Titanic. Ah, wow. I read that they wanted Betty Grable to be the star in that mm. role, but they went with Marilyn. She was like really starting to become a bigger star, and then also her rate wasn't as much as Betty Grable at the time. And then Jane Russell, in the studio days where actresses were tied to certain companies, Jane Russell was actually borrowed from Howard Hughes' company, and in exchange for that, they also had to use Jane Russell's Makeup personnel, and I think the cinematographer from Howard Hughes. Oh coming. really? That's interesting. And then also one of the like most memorable parts of the Aviator, it just made me think of it because it was Jane Russell, where he argues against the censor board, like for Jane Russell, it was all about the memories that showed in the movie. Anyways, <laughs> so it, was, it was Jane Russell and the yeah. Outlaw.
2: I don't remember that from the Aviator, but I remember. That, that was a thing. Like her yeah. silhouette in *The Outlaw* was so scandalous. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> really. I did want to mention the name of the child who plays Henry Spofford III. <laughs> he was six years old.
2: Oh my gosh! Yes.
1: Wow. So Frankie's third, age. okay
2: who, right.
1: who does say the dirtiest thing? <laughs> he but does. His name is George Foghorn Winslow. What? Oh, wow. Wow. His nickname. It's in quotes.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Foghorn. Yes, of his voice adorable. Right. <laughs>
2: well, this is not a verified fun fact, but I just like to think that when she requests that he be seated at her table and then it's a kid. Yeah. I feel like in singles when Debbie Hunt asked to be seated next to a single guy on the plane, like, and, and then it's a kid. I feel like that's a little Amish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Bond.
1: it is. You can definitely see how incredibly influential this movie is <laughs> yeah. to, just to everybody, whether it's on purpose or not. You know, it's subliminally, it just kind of became part of the fabric of the so cultural landscape.
3: So many people have done Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend, and like Madonna did her version. Somebody kiss me. I don't know, like Ariana's dressed up oh, yeah. too and mm-hmm. Megan the stallion and Armani. I love me this much, my pear shape all up is freezing.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's definitely used a lot. Oh, going back to how gay this
6: movie is. So gay. My
1: favorite thing is that at the end of the movie, with the wedding, (laughs) it looks like they're marrying each other. Yeah,
2: I love the last (laughs) shot of just the two brides there. Yeah, a
1: shot of like, Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: sure, they've
1: got these guys. Right. They don't matter at all. It's all about these two ladies. We're just two little girls. From
4: Little Rock And we lived on The wrong side of the tracks But at last we won The big crusade Looks like we finally made the grade. So weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so special how they have such a lovely friendship. Like they both have things about the other one that they they just like worry about them but not exasperated by each other. It's just so nice.
1: Totally.
2: Dorothy I would just want you to <laughs> be okay. I'm a hobo collector. Yes.
4: <laughs> I'm so pleased Dorothy's taking an interest in you. I mean she's never been interested in anyone worthwhile no taste eh no i'm a hobo collector i might even find room for you yeah Uh,
0: there's so many i've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of mopey dick you know what i mean that
1: was when i wrote down
2: yeah (laughs) her delivery is
1: so good like (laughs) the i mean business then why are you wearing that hat (laughs) you'll find that i
3: mean business really then why are you wearing that hat oh i love that (laughs) that was such a good stellar
1: burn
3: (laughs)
2: And I love her with the diamond, and she's like, looks like it ought to have a highball around it. Is it the right size? Oh, they
4: can never be too big. Do you think it's too small, Dorothy? Looks like it ought to
3: have a highball around it. I love that nobody chaperones the chaperone. (laughs) Let's get this straight, Gus. The chaperone's job is to see that nobody else has any fun. But nobody chaperones the chaperone. Yes.
1: and then she calls it committing matrimony is very funny. (laughs) Never misses
4: Gus's old man, right on cue. Too bad, honey. Nothing's going wrong this time. Lorelei, the old boy is not about to let you commit matrimony with
1: his son. I think you'd rather shove him down an elevator shaft. Yeah, I mean Dorothy's definitely the quote machine here.
2: Yeah, I also like you're half sweet and half acid. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, I'm not
5: that bad all the time. Sometimes I'm very nice.
2: Sometimes I just speak
6: without thinking. I get
4: the picture. You're
2: half sweet and half acid. Go whistle up a rope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor, Winnie Malone? Go whistle up a rope. See, your quotes abound here. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I really love it when she says, Boy, will I tell that stinker off. (laughs) Boy, will I tell that stinker off when we get those pictures back.
2: That stinker.
1: You bum. (laughs) Right. I just love finding new places to wear diamonds.
2: Aw.
1: Very funny.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that whole little exchange where she's like, you must think I was born yesterday.
4: (laughs) How do you put it around your neck? You don't love it. It goes on your head. You must think I was born yesterday. Well, sometimes there's just no other possible explanation. No, no, my dear, she's quite right. Like so. It's a tiara. You do wear it on your head. I just love finding new places to wear diamonds.
2: You do wear it on your head. (laughs) I also love the little one. She's like, is this the boat to Europe, France? And she says, no, France is in Europe. But she says, well, who said it wasn't?
4: (laughs) Pardon, please. Is this a way to Europe, France? To where? Not Europe, France, honey. France is in Europe. Well, who said it wasn't? Well, you wouldn't say, is this the way to North America, Mexico, would you? If that's where I wanted to go, I would.
3: Lorelai is, like, kind of angling for the tiara from Picky. <laughs> it's only fair, I have the tiara. After all, she has you. <laughs>
4: I always say a kiss on the hand might feel very good, but a diamond tiara lasts forever
5: diamond tiara?
4: Yes, Lady Beekman's. I'd just love to have it. Good gracious. What's the matter? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. But uh, wouldn't
5: you rather have some furs or a, or a racehorse or a motorboat?
4: No, thank you.
5: Well, it should be very difficult for me to explain to Lady Beekman that I'd given away her jewels.
4: But you're so clever, Peggy. You could if you put your mind to it.
5: Do you really think so?
4: Of course I do. And besides, it's only fair I should have her tiara. Because after all, she has you
5: my dear my dear my very dear
3: let's get it right now
5: anything you say my dear anything you say
4: <laughs> and then
2: she's like let's get it right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <exactly. laughs> I love how she's always saying "thank you ever so." Yeah, like it's just yeah, "thank you ever so," and how she says
2: (laughs) like "I" or "that's I." (laughs) Very cute
1: Mm persons, right?
2: And I love when he gives her the letter of credit, and she's like, "Oh, that's real sweet. You started writing me already."
4: (laughs) (laughs) I, I want you to put this in a safe place. What is it? A letter of credit. Oh, that's real sweet. You started writing me even before I went away. No, no, dear. You see, a letter of credit is like money.
1: Money. I really love when Foghorn says. <laughs> are you a burglar? <laughs>
4: I'm sort of stuck. Are you a burglar? Heavens, no. The steward locked me and I was waiting for a friend. Why didn't you ring for him? I didn't think of it. Isn't that silly? If you were a burglar and I helped you escape, please help me before somebody comes along. I'm
1: thinking. Oh, my
2: God, that kid is adorable. Hmm. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) That That's so
4: funny.
5: Such a little flowery hand.
4: Please put that back.
5: So sweet, so tiny, and yet it can hold a human heart.
4: Stop that.
5: I beg your pardon?
4: Well, I... What? Laryngitis, I guess.
5: There's no doubt about it.
4: Piggy. I better have some of that cherry.
3: Will you get me some? I fly on the wings of my... Yes, hurry up. All right, my dear. There's one where, I, I don't know if I wrote it down right, but it, it's when they're in Paris and they're kind of like down at the mm-hmm. cafe. You yes. like, love it? Let's don't talk about love. It reminds me of Malone the human ferret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny.
1: Yeah, I don't really get that burn, but I like it. Right. I <laughs> that scene is just terrific. I oh, gosh. That. That's definitely one of my favorites. With those little boys that show up, and the dancing is terrific. I love how it starts with them sharing the cup of coffee.
6: <laughs>
1: so she hands it to the Lorelai, then Lorelai hands it back to her for the first sip. They've just got all these little best friend shorthands. Yeah. yeah. And they really take care of each other. Mm. Makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. Right. Yeah. That
2: scene is also just so fun, because it's like, they're so down and out. They're like, okay, we are totally broke here. And then it's like, but we're entertainers at heart, you know?
4: When love goes wrong, nothing goes right Bees don't buzz, fish don't bite Clock won't
3: strike, match won't lie When love goes wrong, nothing goes right Stay great,
6: stay great, touche, touche!
4: A woman's a fright, a terrible sight Man goes out, gets high as a kite. Love is something you just can't Can't fight. fight. You can't fight it, honey. You can't fight it. When love goes wrong, nothing... No vows, honey. Just eight bars and off. Nothing goes wrong.
2: Just yeah. like we're gonna charm all the locals, and then Pierre is gonna come pick us up again. <laughs> you know? Don't worry about us anymore. You anyway. don't have to
1: worry about <laughs> them. They'll make it through somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it really is very telling when they walk into the dining room and. Everyone looks at them. I mean, obviously Marilyn Monroe is one of the most beautiful women of all time, but Jane Russell has got some major charisma as well. Yeah. And one of my favorite things ever, all the time in any movie, is when an actor plays the character. Oh, So I love the courtroom. Even though the courtroom scene is absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> I just love that she goes in there with the wig and you're like, yes, yeah, she's
6: going to do the voice.
5: Right. You will please swear, Miss Lee.
4: Oh, judge, I never swear.
5: You've been asked to swear to tell the truth, the old truth, nothing but the truth. Will you do that?
4: Why, well, yeah.
1: Thank you ever so. She uses all the speech patterns. And right. She does the
5: numbers. Well, my eyes are not what they might be.
1: Have you ever heard me
4: sing? No. Are you sure? Oh, I've not had the pleasure. <gasps> Why, well, thank you ever so. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but it won't pay the rental on your humble flat or
1: help you at the automat Yeah. Or
2: like when they're like, do you swear to... Oh, Judge, I never swear. I never swear. <laughs>
1: That's totally something yes. moral I would say. Oh, I know. She really does her friend. Yeah. <laughs> I like also that the wig is kind of a bad wig even though like, everybody's hair in that movie is fucking flawless. <laughs> right. Any other meaningful passages?
2: I mean, I kind of already said it, but when she says, it's men like you who have made me the way I am, and if you love me at all, <laughs> you would feel sorry for the terrible troubles I've been through in Instead of holding them against me <laughs> no no don't say another word
1: i wasn't gonna say anything and i'm definitely gonna put in the whole like end speech but
2: yeah the whole thing yeah
1: that was her future father-in-law
2: also when he says you don't fool me and she's like i'm not trying to <laughs> but i bet i could
5: young lady you don't fool me one bit
4: i'm not trying to but i bet i could though i bet you could too
2: Well, all it takes is three minutes alone with him, and then everything's settled, so...
3: I wrote this one down. Lorelei, she says to Dorothy, I want you to find happiness and stop having fun.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to end up with a loveless marriage, do you? Me? Loveless? That's right. Because of a girl spending all of her time worrying about the money she doesn't have, how is she going to have any time for being in love? I want you to find happiness.
3: Stop having fun. <laughs> like, friend advice.
1: just <laughs> so practical. Okay. Uh, what else does a suicide need, huh? Now if you'll excuse me. I'll never stop having fun. <laughs> I
3: know, it's just so fun. It was such a mood lifter. Yeah, know? It's absolutely. like one of those like
1: happy movies. I love that.
3: So this is what's
2: called a lunchtime poll. I've really been thinking about it, and uh, we'll just see what
1: happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a restaurant when you don't know what you want yet. Right. Like, you yeah, am sure it'll figure it out by the time we're We'll just process it. <laughs> okay, so the question is, in the spirit of Lorelai and Dorothy's friendship, where they feel like they need to kind of keep an eye on each other about certain vices or personality, uh, not flaws, but...
2: Like a weakness. A weakness, yeah. sure.
1: What do your friends have to keep an eye on you about? <laughs> questions where someone else should answer it for you. Okay. I know, maybe. Are we introspective enough for this question?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking about it in terms of, like, romantic things that people... Uh, yeah. Or, so, mine is basically, like, I develop these intense crushes on people, and it's like, with the guy with the bridesmaids, I somehow, like, put people on pedestals and I oh. tend to, like, ignore other stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. About them, I've had to be reminded of like, well, look at the data of how, <laughs> how the person has treated you or whatever, you know, yeah. like like with the two blankets guy, like the, that was man, <laughs> right? I, I I just like canonized him. He's so noble. He was in the Peace Corps. Right. I don't know. That's just an example. Like putting people on, I don't know, like crushes that I've had. That's mine.
1: I guess these days. Just because I can't really drink the way I used to. Back in the day, I could really drink a lot. Not that I'm bragging right (laughs) now. I could just drink a lot and be pretty okay. And now it's kind of like, there's always the last drink I shouldn't have had. And usually, I'm like, aware of it. (laughs) I get to the point where I'm like, I know if I have one more drink, I'm going to regret it a lot the next day. But somehow... I'll have that So I need someone to be like, don't do that. Knock it on yeah. my hand. <laughs> that's the best I could think of. I know that's not very interesting. But no. I don't know, unless you could think of anything. I know. I am sitting here trying to
2: think like, <laughs> like, what's something that we have to watch out for backs for? You yeah. Know? Hmm. I feel like I should have thought about this so much. I mean, I've been thinking about it, but I'm having such a hard time with it, and I'm the one who came up with it. Too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like along those. It's like a fun thing is like how when uh, you order takeout and then it's like it's <laughs> oh. like eleven things.
1: You know? <laughs> like, You're right. That's it. it. It's like <laughs> that's
2: gotta be it. That's how we my husband would say to you. <laughs>
1: Don't let
2: her order. Right. Well, it's fun because like sometimes we will like agree, okay, we're gonna get this, this, and this, and Jessica's like, okay, I'll put in the order, and then we it, and there's like five extra things that I put in the last
1: second.
2: Right. Oh, well, then the one time that I did the order, and I never get out like unless it's with you, and then it's like there was only one thing you could eat, and I felt like such a failure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's why she always orders extra stuff. And then I don't mind
1: having leftovers, but my husband. It's upset of her for just time, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I feel like you for sure should, or like that part of the point of takeout is so that then you don't have to cook again the next day to get takeout and not have leftovers. I feel is a fail, you know. I
1: love leftovers, yeah, <laughs> I am not thinking about what to eat <laughs> and being excited to eat something again. Like, for instance, if I get something from what used to be Paseo but is now in because there is a bit confusing, oh, right. <laughs> There was a legendary restaurant here called Paseo, and then they closed, and then someone else opened with the same name, but not the same recipes, and then those people opened Un Bien, and that shit is like my favorite. One of my favorite all-time meals in Seattle is the tofu con gusto from mm. Un Bien. Caribbean marinated tofu, and tomatoes, and black beans, and rice. And oh, you know, yeah. It always comes with this like amazing beets. Mm. You wouldn't be interested. I don't Got like beets, beets yet. On the side, and I always like portion off half, have, have the next day, and it's so so. Difficult. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. did you think anything? Well, kind of. I mean,
2: so, but I am definitely open to anybody saying, you know. I mean, I feel like in general my thing is I don't make great decisions, you know, like that. I feel like I can be kind of impulsive, like it'll be fine, you know, <laughs> like, you know like marrying a man you're not really in love with or something, you know. A thing that I was thinking of, like, I mean, in a way, it's good that I don't take things personally, but I feel like part of that is like, for some reason, I never, I feel like I have a good self-esteem. I never expect to really register with other people. So I feel like that's why I don't take things personally when it's bad. But also, you know, like even just that thing last night of my friend telling me like how he thinks so highly of me. And he was like, no, I knew who you were like before. I'm like, why do I always need that spelled out? Like, I just assume that people don't remember me or something (laughs) well that's crazy i mean i i don't i don't know why well maybe that's why
1: you're so lovable you're so memorable (laughs) but i feel like
2: the downside of that sometimes is that i can maybe be careless with other people's feelings because i just don't expect them to have feelings you know so i'm like
1: in regard to you or in
2: general in regard to me
1: okay i would say one thing that i feel like I feel like I need to nudge you on from time <laughs> to time is just like talking to people about things that bother you.
2: Oh.
1: And I don't know if I'm ever successful in getting you to, but like, like, sometimes you're just like, oh, I have this big problem with someone. It's so annoying. And then I'm like, well, maybe you should talk to them about it. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm just going to continue to be annoyed.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if you have a specific person that you're thinking of. I felt good about myself when I sort of stood up to the carpool lady about the texting, yes, you yes. know. That's like the one time I have said anything to her and she has annoyed me about a thousand times. So it's
1: right. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's doing the carpool. Right. Well, I i mean, the yeah. school
2: year's over. I'm done. So That's it. So, yeah. yes,
1: I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this person is not worth no. stressing out about. <laughs> I think there's enough instances of people where there's a pattern from my perspective.
2: Oh, interesting. How oh, very. Greetings and salutations.
1: We did have a couple of downloads from France. What? I oh, France. yay.
2: <laughs> You're <So>. a France? <laughs> Honey, France is in Europe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, bonjour. <laughs> You don't know that much French. <laughs>
2: well, bonjour is fine. <laughs> go you,
1: you took French? No. No, I took no, I did. French for a couple
2: of years, yeah. You probably know the most
1: languages out of anybody here.
2: I know a little bit. I
1: minored in French. I lived Ooh. there for a semester Provence. I want
3: to go back there so bad. Those are those mm-hmm. our first French? Downloads?
1: It was a little while ago, but But we haven't done any movies that had anything to do with France until now, so it's not often that we have something so related because every movie takes place in New York or California. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then because of the metrics lumping all of the United Kingdom together, that doesn't help either. Right. (laughs) Because it wasn't all that many downloads. I don't know if it's bots or whatever. Mm. Only real actual French people. But hopefully real French people listen to something. Again, I wish I knew which episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bonjour, au revoir. Hello, goodbye.
2: Bonsoir. That's good evening.
1: Ah, baguette. Baguette. (laughs) I love (laughs) baguettes. I do like French toast. My, my son asked me the other day, French toast is from France. And I was like, well, I do not know, but I do know that the French fries are not from France. I was like, They're from Belgium. And he was like, never heard
2: of it. <laughs> it used to be a thing where calling something French meant it was a little racy kind of like, that's why we call it French kissing. And that like, oh. you know, a condom used to be called a French leather. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know where French toast falls into <laughs> like, sexy, toast. Yeah. sexy toast sexy toast sexy I mean it is I would say it's sexier than just well, regular adding toast Adding
1: moisture to dry it Maybe. out again <laughs> that's pretty hot yeah you, dip, you rub this stuff all over it I mean. then I guess french fries could be considered phallic <laughs> skinny dick or like excuse <laughs> my
2: french that's another thing like french is supposed to be dirty so, you know oh yeah pardon my yeah. French. And it's swearing yeah
1: Well, that seems racist. (laughs) That's really weird. Yeah. Although, (laughs) when I was in London before my friend Faye and I got an apartment, we were in this hostel for like two or three weeks, and it was a really fun time of meeting people from all of these different countries and everyone like fulfilling all their stereotypes. There were these like really obnoxious, heavy drinking Australians, and this racist, white South African guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and there were these two French guys who would not stop talking about cheese. <laughs> were they
2: wearing berets? And <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> and I were just like,
1: can you please stop being so stereotypical? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you cannot get the good cheese in. It is a disgrace.
0: <laughs> On the next episode of Paid and Puke, we're setting the record straight with Craig Gillespie's 2017 biopic, I Tanya, starring Margot Robbie and Allison Janney. If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Annie Malone, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod. On Instagram at Paid and Puke Seattle and on Facebook at Paid and Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening.
5: Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.